1: Suds, Suds, it's time for more Suds!
2: Welcome everybody to this Suds episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. I am good old gal Juliana and today I have at the table good old boy Dave. (laughs) 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 Well that's a fine introduction.
3: That's how I feel.
2: And Our illustrious Reverend Mark
0: Hello folks
2: And good old boy Kendall
0: Hi everybody, happy to be here
2: This show is sponsored by Peabody's Wine and Beer Merchants From Boone, North Carolina
0: It's named after Pat Boone
2: You sure about that?
3: Not sure about that Daniel Boone I say Pat Boone Uh,
2: Why do you say Pat Boone?
3: Because I like Pat Boone Do you really? He did one of the worst heavy metal albums ever
2: And so that's why you like him? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, Peabody's Wine and Merchants from Boone, North Carolina, features the largest and most eclectic selection of wine and beer in the southeast. If you can't get to the mountains, then let them ship it right to your doorstep. Please contact them at www.peabodywineandbeer.com.
3: Pat Boone, North Carolina. (laughs)
2: Our sud segments are all about beer, beer, and more beer. And boy, do we like the beer. Today's show is a show-and-tell episode. Each host has brought a beer to talk about today. The rest of the hosts have had a chance to try everyone else's beer. And each host is going to introduce the beer, discuss their tasting notes, and then rate the sud beer. The beers we are going to discuss today are beers that make you go hmm, (laughs) with or without the sound edit. (laughs) That could be, hmm, this is surprisingly awesome. Hmm, this is terrible. Hmm, I wonder how they did this. Or, hmm, I wonder where I can find something to spit this into without being noticed. So, here's a lineup for today. We have from Brewery Oud Bruxelles in Belgium, the Bizarre Lambique. From Steel String Craft Brewery in Carboro, North Carolina, the Crying Holy IPA. From Hampton, New Hampshire, we have the Smutty Nose Spank. And last but not least, from Escondido, California, Stone's Ruin 10 Triple IPA. So, today, Reverend Mark will get the honor of going over our Suds ratings. And just for kicks, he'll do the ratings in the voice of an illustrious Monty Python character. Take it away.
1: And now for something completely different. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. The Suds ratings go as such. Number one. That tastes like spam. Spam. (laughs) <laughs> number two, was that a dead parrot? Uh. Number three, ah, what a messiah. Uh. Number four, a rabbit named Tim shouldn't make that sound. Uh, uh, uh. And number five, listen to... To that burning witch, give me another.
2: <laughs> oh, Reverend Mark, that was awesome.
3: Nailed it.
2: <laughs> Thank you so much for that. <laughs> I'm going to have a hard time repeating that. <laughs> yes, and the crowd does go wild. <laughs> All right, uh, first up. Will be good old boy, Dave. What did you bring today, Dave? Well,
3: so today, I brought Crying Holy Double IPA from a Steel String in North Carolina. Um, so, I brought this because I was like, hmm, I was just in North Carolina, so maybe I should bring a beer. Now, having tasted it, uh, I'm feeling more like, hmm. Wonder if I should have thought this through a little bit more. Um, it's a weird tasting beer. It does not come across as a, a double IPA. Um, it's it's got hops. Um, and there's malt in there, and <laughs> there's water and yeast. So technically, it is a beer. It meets the Rheinisch <laughs> <Hichka> Gebiet, <boot. laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but it uh, it it's uh, you know I want to like it, but I don't. Um, I gave this beer a two. <laughs> Ooh,
2: mm-hmm.
4: I think that sucks. I think it sucks.
2: I'm thinking. <laughs> That was a belch? It was something. Yeah. It was a dead
3: parrot. (laughs) There was some dead parrot in there. Maybe that's what it was.
2: Um, Reverend Mark, what did you think of? Well, I
1: I wrote the same. I I actually must have copied his notes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You you tasted the dead parrot, too?
1: (laughs) I said, what? This doesn't seem to be a double IPA at all. It tastes much lighter. A little flat doesn't pop to the top with hop. And so, for me, it doesn't even get a three. It gets a two.
2: <laughs> oh, boy. That was another belch.
1: And uh, get the machine that
2: goes...
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that, too. So, God boy, Kendall, what are your thoughts
0: on the, this beer? The first thing I wrote down was nothing gets my attention. I for, I was expecting a lot more from a double IPA. Mm-hmm. I've had session IPAs that have you know more malt flavor, more hop characteristic, and I'm I'm really wondering if this is just a bad example of this beer. I want to you know yeah. it's a small brewery I've never heard of. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, and I'm hoping that every other batch is amazing. But I, I think maybe we just got a bad batch.
3: So let me ask you this: Do you think if on the bottle it said like session IPA or pale ale or even just regular IPA you know, sometimes a name or a style when they when they name you know, list it on a bottle can throw you off and so in your mind you're expecting one thing and then when you taste it you get another. Um kinda like that that commercial where you know you think you're gonna see a horse but then you see a goat. <laughs> so and then you're like ah damn it's a goat um but you know do you think like if if they had listed it differently that may, you know like because you guys have all judged in beer competitions and sometimes you'll taste something like well you know if they had listed it as a northern brown instead of a southern brown or if the you know whatever it would have done better so do you think maybe that that if they listed it differently that you're I mean, I don't think it tastes terrible. No, it tastes okay. Right. No, but it it just as far as a double IPA, it's not, not there. It's not going to no. happen. No. I I'd, I'd say pale ale. Yeah, if they mm-hmm. just listed it as a pale ale, I'd say oh, that's a pretty good pale ale. So then I think yeah, you yeah. could maybe get a three as a pale ale, but as a double IPA, I mean, it's it's just not happening.
0: No, 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 and I think you know that that's what i'm thinking is maybe i was expecting more because of that moniker yeah and it's just not there i've been enjoying a lot of session ipas this summer and it's kind of on the lines of that yeah. it's very light um not quite watery but not a lot of body to it yeah and um yeah just uh i really wish it was more that's why uh, i'm giving it a two
2: well there's another oh. belch coming and uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm pretty much echoing everybody else. I mean, it's it's so we, it it's so watery. I, I mean, you know, when I think of a double IPA, I think of you know something that's got a little meat behind it, and you it's know, a little right. bit more viscous. And yep. there's no viscosity to this. I mean, I mean, it's it's really I, I hate to say it, but like you know, somebody might have thrown some malt extract and some hops together in some water and called it a double IPA? Uh, yeah. And, and it's really, it, it's got this astringency that just keeps lingering too that I can't get away from.
3: And it's not really you know, like a lot of times these beers will open up as they warm. It's not even really, I think it's presented all that it has to present. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well sadly, um, I gave this one as two as well. <coughs>
3: Hey, they got nowhere to go but up.
2: Yep. Good True luck, Tom. And, uh, yep, number two. Was that a belch? Next up will be Reverend Mark.
1: All right. Well, from Stone Brewery, uh, the legacy of ruination seems to live on with Stone Brewing, trying, as always, to transcend itself by pushing the, this time, double IPA a step farther Boom. and so what I brought today was the Ruin 10 2015 just released yesterday or thereabout. no it's maybe about a few weeks on the bottle as far as the time stamp is concerned very fresh the Ruin 10 first came out in 2012 as a 10th anniversary um, you know commemorate commemoration of the ruination and uh, this particular offering i thought was pretty darn interesting i have to say the reason why i went hmm when i saw it on the shelf just this past week in preparing for this show was that you know i was wondering can they really push it to that next level that is you know there comes a point at which not only is it overkill but when it comes to you know Putting the, the the level of hopping on every layer, the bittering, the flavor, and the aroma, plus what is it, five pounds of hops per per cask, um, or or at least per barrel, man, cask, yeah. yeah. Uh, coming in at a hundred and ten IBUs. Um, you know, I didn't know it was like, hmm. Let's see where this goes. I, also, I gotta have more cowbell, baby. <laughs> Guess what i got a fever and the only prescription is more cowbell
3: so That's cowbell and hops you know that's I mean, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. It's, and this is ringing the bell
1: yeah <laughs> uh, it does I, ring your bell i have to say that i i also did a parallel tasting um i found another freshly released uh triple ipa the terrapin rye cubed and so Whoa. I said which of which of these two am I going to bring to the show today? Yeah. And this one won out. The the Terrapin Rye Cube was was really pretty good, but it, something about that rye didn't really balance things out the way and I really like rye IPAs. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, this one I thought was really pretty good pretty good. It didn't come in as a as a as a vegetal, you know, sort of overhopped experiment. Right. Um you know it I think it succeeded mostly I also pick up you know in the malt part of it uh, some biscuit notes and some light caramel and um, you know so it's just it's a really really large um, you know commemorative offering that uh, do you know what kind of hops are in it uh, you know I actually I don't (laughs) I was I was actually trying to, to find that out yeah I mean I I would say that from what I can from what I can pick up from this, that it has a full range of Citra, amarella, some Cascade, uh, probably
3: some Columbia. Kind of the Holy Trinity yeah. there.
1: Yeah. Uh, so actually, I was I I just I can't well, that answer makes that sense, question though.
3: That that it would be those those hops because I mean the, as far as this this style of IPA and you know like kind of West Coast style. Um, that that is sort of the go to combination of hops. You know those those few.
0: Mm-hmm. It has big West Coast flavors.
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. If I may interrupt from oh. the Stone Brewing Company website, they um, talk about it just being a combination of Citra and Centennial. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: well uh, I know those two were in there for sure. Yeah. Um, and a
2: lot of dry hopping. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's a, it's, it's a beautiful, you know, uh, amber color. Yeah,
3: it really is.
1: And uh, it's fairly viscous, but not overly. I mean, you know, you're, we're talking, you know, uh, a, a barley wine strength beer, but it's it doesn't really, uh, uh, you know, appear to be, you know, oily or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, goes onto the palate in a very nice way. And, um, and I think, you know, at least for my palate, Uh, Once it gets past 100 IBUs, I'm not really being. I can't. I can't. I'm. I'm. I'm getting to the point where it's a little bit on the, the numbing side. But this. This. This is not really taking me there. It's right at the edge. Mm -hmm. I think that's because of the malt. So anyway, I like it a lot, and I wasn't sure that I would. Very good. So uh, I'm going to give it a four.
2: Ooh, Uh, body uh, should uh, really not make that sound. Noish. Yeah. Very nice good old boy Kendall what do you think
0: I wrote down big rich over the top but all in a good way Um, this is so over the top in just everything it has a really strong you know getting a little that caramely malt backbone big maltiness to this beer but then on the flip side it has a really assertive hop bitterness and hop aroma it's, it's very well balanced. Mm-hmm. And as big as everything is, they, they had to work hard to balance this beer. And, it, you know, usually a beer this big, it's going to go one way or the other. But I really enjoyed that. And as it's warmed up, I'm getting some spiciness from mm-hmm. the hops mm-hmm. yeah that I'm really enjoying. Um, it's rich. It's filling. I like the flavors. And um, just a great, big West Coast IPA.
3: How do you um, how do you like it compared to to how they were doing the the ruination oh, before?
0: Good question. I like the ruination, but I think I'm a bigger fan of the Ruin ten. Yeah. Uh, I like the changes they've made. They've you know turned everything up, um, you know to eleven.
3: There you go. Oh, damn, that's a
0: yeah. It's a spinal tap reference, Sorry, It's yeah. not Monty Python. Hey,
3: you know what? We'll take <laughs> it. <you> know.
0: <laughs>
2: And what's your rating?
0: I'm giving this one a suds rating of four.
2: And bodies should really not make that sound. Well I, I I echo all of you in this. I you know, to me this is like the epitome of what stone is. When I think of a stone beer, whatever style it is, I think of like a in your face, you know, dialing it up to eleven, no holds bar, they're going to take it to the limit. And this really does it but yet they still get to balance it mm-hmm. and that really blows me away i mean it is it is big and fat and in your face but yet it's it's got this delicateness, and I hate to use that word for a stone beer, so I do apologize, stone boys. I mean, I get where you're going. Um, but there is like this little delicateness to it that I really enjoy and it kind of softens that whole West Coast hoppiness because traditionally I am not a West Coast hoppy girl. I stay away from them. I mean, for as wonderful as they are, they're just they're just too astringent for me, almost. So
3: but you're calling this like a chick beer uh triple IPA.
2: This is like a chicky west coast wow. triple. What IPA.
3: other show would <laughs> dare call Ruin Ten a chip beer?
0: That's a great <laughs> yeah, great observation. I'm a
2: contradiction in terms, that's just me. But but that delicateness, you know, just makes it balanced and really yummy. Um and I'm so glad you brought this beer and I'm giving this puppy a 4 uh well, you shouldn't really make that sound. Uh, uh, Good old boy Dave, what do you think?
3: Well what do I <laughs> well. think? <laughs> well <laughs> please now, enlighten um, us. It it's hard to say anything that hasn't been said. Um <laughs> I, I think you're right. You know, I mean when you scale a beer up this much and still manage to keep it. You know, even somewhat in balance between the malt and the hops. I mean that's that's not easy to do, you know, because um, it's very easy to go sideways uh, one way or the other when you're when you're packing this much flavor. I like the fact, and Mark, you kind of touched on this, um, that there is viscosity there, but it's not it's not super thick. And with when you have something with this much hop and malt and this much flavor going on, you don't really want it to cling to your mouth for a long time because it it's just wearing your palate out the whole time it's there. Um, but I do think um, the flavor lasts with you plenty long enough. Um, I also gave this beer a four. Uh, Ooh. Uh
2: very good very good a body should not really make that sound well we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors to say hello and we will be back momentarily <laughs> Welcome back, and here we are, uh, Sip, Suds, and Smokes, with our...
3: Beers that make you go...
2: (laughs) Why, thank you, good old boy Dave. Um, Here's a random fun fact... Did you know that the concept of show-and-tell was actually invented in Alaskan mining camps back during the gold rush in 1850? What?
0: I had no idea. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So,
2: when they were snowed in during those long, brutal winters, the miners would play a game called, wait for it, show and smell. Now, I won't go into the rules, but... Let's just say they were no, there were no renters.
3: This is a complete waste
2: of time. Well, <laughs> it helped them bide their time. <laughs> but, anyways, uh, moving on. Good old boy Kendall, what did you bring?
0: I brought Smutty Nose Spank. Um, mm. Been a fan of Smutty Nose for a long time. I've got some friends from New Hampshire, and I'm just. They're, they're brewers of solid, traditional beers, and I think their um, they're Brown Ale, their Robust Porter, mm-hmm. their Baltic Porter, just some of my favorite beers in those styles. And
3: One of them, like uh, Old Brown Dog. Old Brown
0: from? Dog Brown Ale. That one is good. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah, and one of the best browns out there. I think it compares with also a Brown Ale that's named after a dog, the Old Ellie's from uh, Avery.
4: Yeah. Very so good.
0: both really good brown owls. But I uh, got to visit the charming New Hampshire area a couple years ago. And um, the uh, Smutty Nose people actually uh, fed us lunch. It was I was there for a beer conference. And uh, we went to the Portsmouth Brewery at a brew pub downtown. But Smutty nice. Nose was a co-sponsor. And they've got a history together. I think they were founded by the same people back hmm. in the day in early 90s but um so just a fan of smutty nose and when i can find one of their interesting beers i always pick it up so i got the uh spank in Asheville, which hey
2: another north carolina pickup
0: it is a butt smackingly delicious hoppy saison ale according to the bottle
3: who's uh (laughs) (laughs) now whose butt's getting smacked i'm I'm not sure
0: (laughs) i am not sure but yeah you kind of want to smack somebody it's so good uh
3: On the butt or anywhere
0: else, really. Yeah, well, that would be more appropriate for a spanking.
2: Tell us how you really feel.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I I thought it was interesting that, um, you know, they went something kind of out of their wheelhouse with um, what I consider they do a lot of English style uh, beers. So, to go with a farmhouse beer is a little different for the 21st birthday. Sure. Also, I thought it was cool. Picked it up in Asheville. Highland just had their 21st birthday as well. So oh, wow. they're part of the same club. Yeah. Both of those breweries are now old enough to drink their own beer. Nice.
2: <laughs> That's mm. awesome. The kids are growing up. Aww.
0: So, this beer is a hoppy saison, uh, the way they describe it. And, um, you know, that doesn't always work. Um, there's usually... One end of the other, too hoppy yeah. or too farmhouse like. But I thought this beer was really well done. Has a very tropical aroma, got some mango in there, and it just smelled great even before I tasted it. And then once I got to enjoy it, um, just really nicely balanced, big um, Saison farmhouse yeast flavors in there. But also, you get some of that hoppiness, and mm-hmm. I would love to know what kind of hops they put in this beer. Um, But it's just got so much flavor in a a combination that doesn't always work very well.
3: It's a pretty cool color Mm -hmm. for a Saison, too. I mean, you don't usually see them kind of that dark. And, I mean, it's kind of a copper, almost.
0: Yeah, it it is. It's kind of a copper, and it's kind of opaque. You know, it doesn't look like they filtered this one. Um, and it was just really, really enjoyable. Um, I wish I would have got more than one bottle.
3: So where does the name Smutty Nose come from? That sounds kind of...
0: Great question. Icky. There's a, there's a string of <laughs> islands off the coast of southern New Hampshire, and one of the largest is the Smutty Nose Island. Yeah. And that island was, at, back in the day, a haven for pirates.
4: Arr, the plank.
3: Sorry <laughs> sure
1: about that, guys.
3: So, hey, man, sometimes the pirate's got to come out. <laughs> so you know, uh, When your pirate needs to express itself, Mark, just let it out, man. There's no stopping it.
0: <laughs> so, the Smutty Nose Island is the namesake of the brewery. Yeah. Um, and just a great um, New England brewery making great beers. And I think they've really done themselves right with this 21st birthday beer. Uh, I don't think they usually make an anniversary beer, but uh, this is a good one to start with. Yeah. A really nice hoppy Saison that lives up to its billing. Very I cool. enjoyed it, and I'm giving it a Suds rating of 4. I
2: uh, 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 should really not make that sound. Very cool. So, in asking about the hops on this beer, um, the bittering hops in this are Magnum. Uh mm-hmm. the aroma and flavor hops are citra and sapphire and then it was dry hopped with citra and sapphire.
0: So that's where we're getting mm-hmm. some of those tropical fruits. Yeah, yep. Exactly. Exactly. That's cool.
2: Um so now I will talk about this beer. And I'm I'm really thoroughly enjoying this beer. Um when you first told me, you know, that you brought it and I saw the label and I saw that it was a hoppy farmhouse, I got scared. I was like, I get it. What in God's name is he bringing?
0: That's why I went. Hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah, totally. And so, I was a little nervous, a little hesitation, but then I smelled this puppy, mm. and this puppy is like, it's trendy, it's beautiful, it's it's mango yumminess. And then I tasted it, and it did not disappoint at all. It's it's so tropical and and so light though too and it's it's interesting like i almost got like an There was a hint of a goza in it, almost, and um, as it turns out, that there's some acidulated malt in there, and I guess that's what I was like tasting. That kind of reminded me of, you know, of what a goza would be. But it's such a, it's a beautiful beer. It's really light and easy going down. I mean, it could almost be you know far i mean a um a lawnmower style beer you know even though it's a farmhouse and it's just this nice blend i really did not think that you can have hoppiness with the farmhouse you know because we've done some previous episodes where we've you know wax poetic about farmhouse sales and just how barnyard and danky they are but you know but how good they are mm-hmm. um you know on their own and that they didn't really have like a high hot profile but this is a really nice blend and you know this this is smutty nose growing up and you know I'm kind of interested to see what else they'll be bringing to the table from this point forward and um I gave this kid a four a body should really not make that sound good old boy Dave what'd you think <clears throat>
3: Well, first off, uh, at the risk of being banned once again, let me just say, <laughs> I don't know how you name a place, Muddy Nose Island or otherwise, but it um, sounds like somebody needed some Kleenex or something. I don't know what's going on there.
2: This was <laughs> but, back in the day.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe everybody pirates Muddy Nose, you know.
2: I mean, come on. Did pirates, were they clean? Did not, they take showers? Not
0: particularly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well,
3: That Johnny Depp, I mean, he looked like he was pretty. Really? He took care of himself. Have you looked
2: at his eyes?
3: (laughs) Well, just just because a man wants to wear mascara, all right, and braid his hair, that does not mean he's weird. Okay. Okay. Anyway, what were we talking about? Smutty Nose. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, I tell you one thing I like about Smuddy Nose is uh, like when you go to the store and get their six packs and stuff. They usually on a lot of them they have like old photos and stuff. Some kind of weird, weird thing. It's usually pretty cool.
2: Like your Uh, great grandma or something.
3: Yeah, get my great grandma (laughs) out of this.
0: Like the two old guys on the finest kind of IPA. Yeah, yeah, those yeah, yeah. guys. Yeah,
3: then there. I think one of them's like a strong man or something. So
0: that's the robust porter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, good one. see,
3: I know stuff. I can remember things <laughs> sometimes.
2: Okay, so uh, back to so the beer. So what were we talking about again? No. Um, spank.
3: Yes, yeah, Spank. Um, <laughs> that's such a cool name. Um, it is. Great beer. It's 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 one that I don't think I could drink all the time. Um, it, it there is a lot of flavor. Those Magnum hops, you know, Magnum's a German hop I think, and it and it's uh, used for like really clean bittering. Um, but it uh, it it really has a lot of alpha acids and it. it's very high alpha, and so there's there's just a lot of uh, of bittering going on there. But it it works well with the yeast somehow. And um, I think it's just a really well-rounded beer. And I, and I really uh, enjoy drinking it once in a while, I think. You know, it's just sometimes there's flavors that you really like them. But you're like, man, you know, this is kind of making me work for it a little bit. But I do really enjoy this beer. And I gave it a four.
2: Four. Uh, four. Uh, uh, you should really not make that sound. Cool. Reverend Mark, what do you think about this beer? All right, I loved
1: it. <laughs> Short Don't sweet. hold back, please. That's how I really feel, buddy. Yeah, I love saisons to start with, and uh, as a home brewer, one of the reasons why I like them is that every uh, sort of version that you come up with can be different than the one before, because farmhouse ales, um, you know, uh, have a lot of latitude. That is. Obviously, pilsner malt is at the at the heart of it all in terms of your malt bill, but you can yeah. add it. You can add in wheat. You can add in rye. I've actually used spelt in the past. Uh, so mm-hmm. you, you so you've got spelt? got a, got a lot of really interesting so, adjuncts that can go on. How is that
3: spelt?
4: I I
1: but this particular one, um, it, it really, really has that uh, kind of farmhouse, funky, spicy wildness, uh, and yet it's sort of brought into a very interesting alignment with uh, with a whole range of uh, of hop um, flavors and aromas that are not always uh, typical of a Belgian style farmhouse. But, of course, you know, we're Americanizing things as we go along. Uh, so, as it was mentioned before, we have the the magnum, which you have then, you know, your continental hops. And then uh, citra, and you've got pine, citrus, and even some peppery notes that I picked up. Mm. I found also that it uh, had, within the malt base itself, some really solid uh, estuary kinds of things going on. You know, so we got a lot of really, really good fruit. Uh, you know, some peach, uh, you know, a little bit of apricot, perhaps. And I know we've mentioned every single person here, you know, the tropical aspect, which is certainly there. But one thing I picked up on was uh, tangerine. It just, mm. there was kind of a, mm. uh, you know, just like mm. that tangerine peel, uh, and, and, and but not bitter. But it just had that, that kind of spritzy tangerine aspect to it. Yeah, that's um, cool. Also, uh, back to the malt part of it, it was a, a little bit bready, you know. So you mm-hmm. had had a little had, had some of that yeah. going on to to counterbalance all of the spice and all of the the citrus uh, that was asserting itself, and uh, you know. So I think it really kind of embodied uh, on one hand all of the really good things that you look look for in a traditional saison. And yet, uh, you know, it was uh, had a little bit more of an American influence, and um, and I think again for the saison, since the the parameters are so wide on this style to start with, uh, that I think everything is pretty much uh, you know um, allowable. So say that uh, I could I could say that all again in a different way, but uh, for me at least, it's it's a beer that I would go back to, and. It is also a beer that, for today, I will give a four.
2: Uh, 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 I should really not make that sound. Very cool. We're going to take a quick break and come back with my pick.
4: (laughs) ¶¶
2: Welcome back, everyone. So, next up Hi. is me. And I'm going to talk about a very interestingly strange beer. It is called Bizarte, B-Z-A-R-T, Lambique. It is from Brewery Oud-Bircel in Belgium. So... This beer originated from a collaboration between Domus Ad Fontes, which is a vineyard, and the Brewery oud Bruxelles, which is known for its lambic. Um, that is brewed according to the traditional artisanal method. And Domus Ad Fontes is a winemaker with the oldest vineyard in Belgium, where beautiful, sparkling, pure, brute wines are made. So, Bizart Lambic Brut Nature is a natural Belgian sparkling quality beverage based on the traditional Lambic methods. Um, it is spontaneously fermented, and the oldest of the still existing beers that probably originated around the 1300s. Pretty impressive.
3: Wait, this beer came from the 1300s, this and we're be- drinking it today. We are. Yes, huh.
2: it's it's very very held special. Up, held up pretty well, I'd say. Why? Why? Thank you. So, this lambic is bottled in the traditional, the classic method, and is applied during the th- first thirteen moons, which I'm assuming equals a, a year. This means that after adding sugar and a sparkling wine yeast, the liqueur de tirage, this lambic is then re-fermented. Carbon dioxide develops and is locked into the bottle, which then causes the lambic to become effervescent. Other intrinsical steps, such as riddling or disgorging, follow, which eventually lead to the sparkling refined beverage.
3: I got disgorged once. (laughs) It's not pleasant. All right. I didn't think I was going to make it.
2: Okay, fine. So, in essence... The beer is um, is rotated on a daily basis so that the yeast um, gets to interact with the beer.
3: Can you imagine having that job? <laughs> oh, jeez, I'm late for work. Now who's going to rotate the friggin' beer?
2: Well, somebody's got to do that. So, um, so that's done for a while, and um, then you produce this beer. So, this is an 8% ABV. Um, and what I really liked about this beer, when I saw it, and I've had this for a little bit of time, um, what interested me about it was that it is a, a lambic, but it's got this champagne to mm-hmm. it. Um, because it all is re-fermented with a champagne yeast. And so I thought, wow! You know, like, Alambics are traditionally really not that carbonated and, you know, a very traditional taste. So what would happen if you, you know, brought this to a new level? And I'm really like, this is my hmm factor is really, could they really pull this off? And I think they have. Now, would I drink this all the time? Probably not. I probably couldn't afford this beer okay. every day <laughs> gonna, of the week. I was gonna say. Um because sadly this has a price point that's just kind of high and it's because of that guy that is, you know, turning it yeah. every day.
3: The dude gets well paid.
2: I I believe he does, even if he is late. Time to turn the barrels. But <laughs> it is it's a beautiful color and it and it did like the cork popped like a champagne cork.
3: sounded like a gunshot.
2: A well, not quite that. Small gun. Small gun? Like a,
3: you know, BB gun.
2: Residential gun? (laughs) There you go. Thank you. Exactly like that. Um, But I really, I really enjoyed this bear. A lot. I mean, very, very crisp. But still, like, I got that traditional lambic taste out of it. And, um... You know, it was it was sharp and it was clean and it was like all of these weird different things and I, I really liked it and I give it a four. A uh, body should not really make that sound. Go to boy Dave. What did you think of my beer?
3: Well, first off, any time you name something with a word that starts with B and Z as the first two letters, okay, you're bringing it, okay, because bizarre. T- Alright, first off, it's fun to say. "bizarre." Bzart. 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 See? Sounds like you're in a video game or something. From the 80s. I like it. Um, <laughs> it could be an 80s video game. Man, did you get that new copy of Bzart? Oh, it's freaking awesome. I only got to level three. Oh, wait, I'm
2: thinking of Cubert. Sorry. Yeah.
3: Well, Cubert, <laughs> Bzart. They're all the same.
2: Um, Isn't that hey. the noise that the Cubert character Zong, makes? Boing. Bzart.
3: Boing. Yeah. Oops, <laughs> sorry. It was more boing and not so much bizarre. Okay, sorry. Bizarre. Um, I wonder if we're saying it wrong. Probably. Yeah. Maybe.
2: I, I'm sorry in I wonder advance. wonder if
3: the, like the B is silent or pronounced like a Q or something. I don't know. These people over in foreign lands, I don't, I don't get it. But anyways. Oh, I better hit this. <laughs> Bam. Once again. Sorry. Sorry, foreign <laughs> lands people. Anyway... Um, what were we saying? Oh, sorry. Anyway, um, so I definitely get the champagne yeast in this because there is sort of a, a cider um, flavor component that's in there. Um and eight percent is is pretty high ABV for a beer, you know, along these lines. So it's very interesting. It doesn't taste like an eight percent beer.
2: No, it doesn't.
3: Um, but you know, if you if you think along the the parallels with a with a nice table wine, um, or champagne, I mean, that's about right. So I think it has a good flavor. Um, I love the effervescence of it, but I do think it it, it rounds out well even as it warms up. Um, and some of that uh, carbonation goes away. Um, so I think it's a really good beer, and I'm glad you brought it. Um, I wish we had 100 bottles, but I wouldn't want to have to buy them.
4: I
2: know.
3: And I gave this a four. Ooh,
2: a body should really not make that sound. Reverend Mark, what'd you think of my beer?
3: All
1: right. Well, Lambinks, um, there's a place for them. And there's certainly a place.
4: There Uh-oh. is. There is
1: for all children. In my belly.
4: In my
0: belly. Yes.
1: <laughs> Actually, this is a very a very fine lambic. Uh, not over over the top as far as on the lambic part, uh, side of it. It is sour, but uh, but is crisp and it finishes uh dry 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 uh although as it i noticed as i've been sipping on it along the way as it warms up um it there's a, a little bit of fruit that kind of enters into it and hmm. the in the wood complexity starts yeah. to kind of yeah. open it does. up yeah. and it almost and gets so, very whiny yeah. doesn't it so in some it's ways it's not that whiny <laughs> This is what I find. This is a this is a complicated beer, <laughs>
4: uh, <laughs> and it makes you go. Hmm.
1: <laughs> In that, you know, when you pour it cold and just after you've just popped it, you know, and it's and it is very champagne like. Uh, you know, you get you get certain dimensions of taste um, and sensation uh, that, uh, that that is this are, a
2: York peppermint patty? Yeah, th- yeah kind of like a, whoosh,
3: you're
1: talking yeah. about spank
3: again?
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> Is, that, we're a not talking about spank.
3: No. Certain sensation,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so so it it does it starts out kind of a kind of champagne like almost like it, there's some sourness, but then it goes really dry and crisp, and it finishes, and it's it's a good kind of palate cleanser as it's uh, freshly opened and cold, but then as it warms up it really becomes a very different kind of beer altogether yeah, and i actually for my taste i actually like the the beer that has now opened up and and warmed a little bit yeah, yeah. for me and um I, I, I find that it's still kind of fizzy you know because i think the bottle turners they've been, they've been doing their work they've been you know turning yeah. those bottles, you know man. so so like you know it's still there the fizziness but as it, as i drink it now i get that um, you know, certain kind of light vanilla notes and and wood, spicy notes, and complexity that tends to soften and round it
3: out a little bit. So now, do you taste so, any gorge? Any gorge? <laughs> because they said it was disgorged. So yeah. if you taste gorge, let me know because then that's an issue. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah.
2: One
0: hundred percent gorge
3: free. Allegedly, I just totally blew Reverend Mark up.
2: <laughs> you
1: did. You just blew my mind, man. Um, I get some. I get some pear notes in there, uh, and uh, so it, it's it's really rounding out in a good way with kind of a semi-sweet uh, aftertaste. And uh, you know, when when I started out, I wasn't going to rate it so as high as I will now, but I would definitely give it a four.
2: Yay!
1: Uh, nice.
2: My body uh, should really not make that sound.
0: Schnoish. That's very Kendall.
2: What did you think of my beer?
0: You know, everybody's already mentioned it a couple of times. So, this was the champagne of Lambics.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was so carbonated in the beginning.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Just, you know, um, very effervescent. It was really crisp, the dryness was there. I love the funky nose of this. It just has a great funk to it, which is only improved as it warmed up. Did you
3: say smutty nose?
0: Funky nose. <laughs> oh, sorry. Quite sorry. different. Yeah. Uh, great aroma. And um, as far as a lambic goes, it wasn't too sour. Just a nice tartness to it. Yeah. Very enjoyable. Um, but as my sample has warmed and I keep swirling it to release the carbonation, it's almost uh, gone flat. And it still tastes delicious. Very yeah. wine-like at this point. Um, the funky character has changed as it's a, as it's warmed up, and uh, Reverend Mark hit right on it. As it's gotten warm, it's all these new flavors are opening up. Yeah. And um, you know, I was thinking a four, and I still think a four as I've tasted it. But I like the way the beer changes. Right. So we're saying four. Absolutely. I think
2: we're going four.
0: Four. The body right.
2: should really not make that sound. Noish. Nice. Well, very cool. Well, this has been, um, a great show and tell, I must admit. Um, that's going to wrap it up for today's Suds episode. So we hope you enjoyed this episode and you can catch all of our episodes online as well as on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, PRX, and Spreaker, our native media host iTunes and our own Android app are the easiest way to enjoy the show on your phone. Just search for Sip Sud Smokes on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. We love your feedback, and you can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our tasting notes flow out daily on Twitter at Sip Sud Smoke, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news.
4: (laughs) <laughs>
2: okay, Um, do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you are listening to us online. That's a big, huge help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well.
3: We need lots and lots of help.
2: Well, maybe.
3: Some of us do.
2: Some of us do, yes.
3: Me, okay, we're talking about me, all right? <laughs> Fine. <laughs>
2: Well, that's why you are Leave the Corkin.
3: I'm not going to talk about that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well, I am good old gal Juliana saying thank you and goodbye.
3: I'm, uh... Oh, yeah, good old boy Dave saying, hey. (laughs) And Mark saying,
0: cheerio. (laughs) Good old boy Kendall saying, always drink good beer. Goodbye.
2: And speaking of which, good old boy Kendall, how else can we talk to you?
0: My wife and I do a beer blog at Beer Makes Three with the sole purpose of just educating people on good beer. So please look us up, beermakes3.com.
2: Aww. Well, thanks again to everybody, and let's keep on sipping.